All right, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 15. And as we're turning there, happy Father's Day, definitely to all the great-grandfathers, amen, all the grandfathers, fathers, and also the fathers-to-be. God bless you. Have a blessed day today. Amen. So as you're turning to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, uh, there's a story I want to share. It says, uh, after tucking their three-year-old child, Henry, to bed, his parents, his parents heard uh, sobbing coming from his room. Rushing back in, they found a little Henry crying hysterically, and he managed to tell them that he had swallowed a five-cent coin. And he kept saying over and over that he was going to die. He was going to die. And no amount of talking to Henry was helping the case. So his dad, you know, in an attempt to calm him down, ran back to his bedroom, found a five-cent coin, rushed back into little Henry's room. And, you know, he begins to try and make a lot of the situation to calm down his son. And so he, uh, he palms a five-cent coin in his hand, puts it behind little Henry's ear. Oh, wow, here, it's, here it is. Here's a five-cent coin. Uh, little Henry was, uh, you know, he was shocked. He was delighted. He was kind of like, man, he's crying, turned into joy and amazement. He was like, wow, Dad, this is, this is amazing. And in a flash, he snatched the five-cent coin from his dad's hand and swallowed it. And with great excitement said, do it again, Dad. Do it again. Amen. Thank God for dads. Hallelujah. <laughs> dads, they try to help in certain situations, but make the situation worse. But in all seriousness, how many know culture has eroded? Culture has eroded the character of godly fathers. Can you say amen? Masculinity has been labeled toxic in our culture today. Society has degraded what valiant godly men actually look like. TV, social media, they portray men as weak. They portray men as foolish, irresponsible, effeminate. And I'm talking about the Christian men. And the Bible says that God made man in his image. That God had breathed life into him and he became a living being. And you know what? What the world has destroyed, the image of God. The world has destroyed God's character. The world has destroyed this image of a man and especially when it comes to a father. And the world has destroyed it. And so Jesus came to restore what the devil has destroyed. That the heavenly father is not like any other father. And Jesus came with this in mind. And so in our text, we're going to read a particular verse of scripture that I want to bring to our hearts this morning. Listen to what it says. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in the church. I want to preach a message entitled, Not Many Fathers, but let's pray this morning. God, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Lord, I'm praying, God, that your word, God, would be sent forth into our hearts, into our minds, accomplish what it was sent for, God. I pray that you would be glorified and that you would indeed encourage every discouraged saint. I pray, God, that you would indeed speak to our hearts, Lord God, in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. All right, let's consider number one. 
fatherlessness. Let's consider the fatherlessness for a minute. And let me point out the obvious when it comes to fatherlessness. And that is this, that research has shown over and over again that when a child is raised in a father-absent home, that he or she is affected in these following ways. Listen to this. There's four times greater risk of poverty. That there's now, with no dad in the home, that the children grow up with this poverty mindset now that everything's got to be handed to them. They don't get taught how to work a job. They don't get taught how to be faithful, to come under authority of another man or another boss. And so with this mindset in place, so with there's no fathers in the house or in the home, it, there is four times greater risk of poverty. There's, watch this, seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen. I mean, think about this, four seven times, sorry, more likely to become pregnant as a teen, where a young girl has no father in their life, a, a young girl who has received no love from their earthly father. They go out looking for love everywhere else. Seven times more likely. There's, you know what, the list goes on. More likely to have behavioral problems. More likely to face abuse, neglect. More likely to drop out of school. More likely, you know what, to end up in prison. More likely to become addicted to drugs and alcohol. I mean, the list is endless. Two times more uh, to suffer obesity and depression. Without a father in the house, we can see the obvious that it ha has on the family. It's evident that the effect of fatherlessness has on our society. This is a true story. Executives of a greeting card company decided to do something special for Mother's Day. What they end up doing in this prison is they decided to give to all the prisoners a free Mother's Day card to send to their mothers. And they were surprised. They were quite shocked to see the lines were quite long, that every prisoner wanted to send a Mother's Day card to their mother. And they were like, wow, this is amazing. What success? Why don't we do that for the fathers? And they put out the table, they begin to set it all out, and not one prisoner, not one prisoner went to the table to send a card to their dad. And in fact, when they asked them what the reason why is, many of them, many of them said they never knew who their dad was. The effects that it has in a generation, the effects that it has in a young girl and in a young man, the sad reality that prisons are filled with young men who knew did not even know their fathers. You might be here this morning exactly like these young men in prison. You might be here this morning, you might be watching online and say, you know what, Pastor, I don't have a dad. Pastor, I didn't grow up with a rail, uh, male role model in my life. Pastor, I had no one to teach me what it's like to work a job. Pastor, I have no, listen, you're not alone this morning. You might be here, my dad abused me. My father, you know what, he, he, he didn't treat me kindly. My dad, you know what, he wasn't a father uh, towards me. He had an affair left. Whatever the case, you might be here this morning. I'm going to preach the truth today. And I'm telling you, sometimes the truth is going to hurt. But amen, Jesus said the truth will set you free. The truth shall make you free. And so this morning, you know what, why is it that there is an issue of fatherlessness? Why is it that fathers can't be dads? Uh, why is it? Let me read from John chapter 8, verse 44. Here's the truth. You are of your father, the devil. Jesus said these words. And the desires of your father, you want to do. 
He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. That word right there is he speaks from his native tongue. That's all he knows how to speak. For he is a liar and a father of it. You see, all we see around us, the effects of a fatherless home. We see the symptoms of what takes place when a dad is not present in the house, when the dad is absent from their lives. And I'm telling you, we cannot heal a generation by looking at the symptoms and trying to deal with the effects, the symptoms. We need the power of God. We need Jesus to get down into the root of the issue. And you know what I'm telling you this morning? It's spiritual. That we were once, you know what, before we were saved, before we were Christians, our father was the devil. Amen. Our father was the devil. And let me tell you, Psalms 51 verse 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. You see, here it is, a picture that, that through the beginning that God had created man. He breathed life into man. But then when sin came, the devil came and deceived Eve. In other words, Eve had a, an affair with the devil and through this sin entered through the world and now ever since mankind was born with sin in their lives because they were born of their father the devil and Jesus says right now and says hey in John 3 verse 3 watch this he says uh, Jesus answered Nicodemus he says most assuredly I say to you unless one is what born again he cannot see the kingdom of God and so Christ came into the world and said, listen, you are what the father of the devil, but you got to be born again. You got to be born again of the spirit. And in Romans 8 verse 15 says that when you become born again, watch this. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. That here it is, you can be like, oh man, how can I live life? I don't have a dad. Listen, you have a heavenly father who loves you. You have a heavenly father who wants to forgive you, who wants to show you love like no one else can. And so that brings us to our second point, and that is the heavenly father. You might have had a father walked out your life. Listen, there is a father ready to walk in. Jesus spoke about this in, in Luke chapter 15. The prodigal son. We know that story. The prodigal son is a powerful story about a father who chose to love his son regardless of what he did. Luke chapter 15 verse 11. Listen to what it says. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood and and not many days after, watch this, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Prodigal meaning or translated wasted, wasteful living. Just decided to waste it all. And to make a long story short, he spends everything that he was given. His father had blessed him and he decides to go out into the valley. He went out into the Brisbane City nightclubs uh, and he begins to find himself all these things and he spent it all. Anybody ever done that before Friday night? You, you know what? You go out and you spend everything all on, on drugs and alcohol. You spend everything on someone else. And it's like, you know what? This is exactly what the son had did. See you later, God. See you later, Father. And you go into the world. 
But here it is, the Father's heart. Here it is, the Father that Jesus was trying to portray to every single one of us this morning. He's saying, uh, as this young man decides in his heart, uh, when he came to his senses, he begins to come back to the Father's house. Listen to the story in verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, I love this story. His father saw him, had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Did the father listen to his words? No. Verse 22, the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe, put it on him. Put on the ring on his hand, sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf here. Let's kill it. Let's eat and be merry for the son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. Listen, church, I want to tell you, you know what? As we celebrate Father's Day, let's come to this remembrance of who the Father is in heaven. That this is our heavenly Father. And in Psalm 68 verse 5, a father to the fatherless. This is the God. This is uh, the God that we serve. That when we are born again, that God begins to look out. And when we decide to make the move back to God. Maybe you're here this morning and you backslid in your heart. As you begin to make the steps back towards the Father, the Bible tells us that He sees you. That he sees you with compassion. And all of a sudden there's these things where God gives back to whatever the enemy has stolen. God is giving it to you back. He restores dominion. He restores rightful relationship. Because the Father's heart is to forgive. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Father's heart. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some, as some count slackness. But is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, God's waiting to give you a wonderful gift of forgiveness. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says, Thanks be to God this for His indescribable gift. This gift that cannot, He can't even describe it. He's saying this gift that, you know what, thanks be to God, I, I can't even put to words what God has done in my life. Has anybody ever feel like that before? That you know what, you've messed up completely. You've, you know what, uh, gone back into your old lifestyle, but as soon as you came back, God began to open up His arms. Uh, God began to pour out lavish love towards you gave you grace it gave you mercy I mean we don't deserve any of it we we don't deserve one bit we deserve to die and go to hell that's it but God the father in heaven who does not want any to perish but come to repentance God is ready to give an indescribable gift what is this gift Ephesians 2 8 tells us for by grace are ye saved through faith hallelujah and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Grace that was given. Thank God that the Father in heaven showed us grace, offered us grace that we can be saved. The gift that the Father gives. In Luke chapter 11, verse 11, Jesus says, you know what? This earthly Father can give you all these other gifts, but see how the Father would want to give you even more. Listen to the story. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone 
Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Verse 13, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Again, the father's heart. He's ready to offer something towards you that he is a good father. You might be here this morning and be like, man, you know what? Uh, listen, he, Heavenly Father is not like your dad. He's not like your earthly father that walked out on you. He's not like the earthly father that abused you, neglected you. God uh, in his heart is ready to forgive, ready to love, ready to show kindness. Hebrews 13 says, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank God that we have a heavenly father. So there's an issue of fatherlessness. There's a real, genuine love from the father himself. But thirdly, I want to close with spiritual fathers. Because I want to get to the heart of the message. Because this is the heart of the text. If you look in your Bible, it says here, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you, through the gospel. There's a difference here in roles. Instructors and fathers. There's a difference when it comes to numbers. 10,000, not many. You can have many instructors in Christ. In other words, you might have instructors on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all on the social media that would give you instruction, but not many fathers. I'm talking about spiritual fathers. Because you see, you can have many instructors, but who will never invest in you. There's a difference. Instructors, but those who don't invest in you. Our text says, For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. I mean, this is revelation. Paul is saying that through the preaching of the word, Paul is saying that through the gospel, for in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you. And if you've forgotten, the word of God is the seed. The word of God is the powerful seed that when you have God's seed in your heart, you become born again. First Peter 1 uh, verses 23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And you see, this is what the world needs. The world needs spiritual fathers. The world needs their young men and women that come into congregations and churches that, you know what, hey, there's no earthly father that has treated them well. Listen, the world needs spiritual fathers, and I'm talking about pastors here. Fathers and pastors that have a shepherd's heart, that have his heart. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. I mean, this is God here. He's saying, I'm going to give you shepherds according to my heart. What is God's heart? God's heart is for shepherds. And Jesus looked out into the, into the world one day and he's like, he saw after healing the sick, after delivering people from demons, he says, man, they're, they're like sheep without a shepherd. 
There's a need for spiritual fathers. There's a real need for those uh, who would come under covering because, listen again, uh, though you may have many instructors, not many fathers. Which is why the Bible tells us in Hebrews 13, verse 17, it says, obey those who rule. That word rule is translated lead. Obey those who lead you. Be submissive for they, watch this, watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief for that would be unprofitable to you. You see, many people who don't have this spiritual father, they, they can't come into the submission. They're not submitted to any leader, uh, any father who has God's heart. They don't submit to that. And so what ends up happening is there are lone rangers who have many instructors and they miss out on the father's heart that God has given churches, evangelists, spiritual leaders. Amplified Virgin says, obey your spiritual leaders, submit to them, recognizing their authority over you. For they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who will give it account of their stewardship of you. Let them do this with joy and not with grief and groans, for this would not be of benefit to you. So when our text says not many fathers is because people would rather seek instructors and not endearment from a father. Because they know that, you know what, when a, uh, there comes correction, it comes from a shepherd. That correction that comes from a spiritual father. And I'm telling you this morning, this is why the Potter's House is into sending out couples. Sending out churches into the world is because, uh, you know what, there are many sheep who have gone astray. Sheep without a shepherd. And I'm telling you, you know what? We need more men and women. We need more shepherds, pastors who would be spiritual fathers, who would continue to preach the gospel, who would continue to preach the unwatered, undiluted, the, uh, you know what, gospel of Jesus Christ, so that men can be converted from the father of lies to the father of lights. James 1 verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. You see, we need our heavenly Father in heaven, but we also need spiritual fathers who would speak into our lives, give us counsel to give us and show us God's heart through our spiritual shepherds. And you know what, I don't know about you, but I remember when I got saved, as a young teenager, I mean, I'm rebellious. I was like, you know what? I don't want to come under authority. I, you know, obviously didn't do well at school because I was like, you know what? Forget that. I don't want to come under any authority. I didn't listen to any police teach, uh, policemen or anything like that. And I got saved. I became a disciple. And I remember my pastor, you know what? Uh, he didn't tell me, hey, listen, you got to obey. I just, you know what? When you get saved, you understand, oh, that, there's a spiritual dimension here when you become a disciple. And somehow, some way, you know what, it's kind of like I got this understanding, man, you know what, that's my spiritual father. This is my dad. This is, you know what, I, I didn't, you know what, yeah, thank God for my father. And I was like, man, you know, but when it comes to the kingdom, I recognize, man, this is my spiritual dad. This is my spiritual father. I, you know what, thank God that there's many instructions, 10,000, instru I would rather have one father, one spiritual father. And I'm telling you, this is so true. Many of you here this morning converted to Christ because of a father who had because of a preacher 
Pastor Dax, who had a father's heart, preached the gospel and through the preaching, through, listen, through Christ, for in Christ Jesus, I've begotten you through the gospel. You're here this morning because of a man, a preacher, preached the gospel. And I'm telling you, you know what? We recognize, hey, listen, he is the spiritual father. He is the spiritual father of some of you here this morning. Some of you here today, you know what? We, we need to recognize, we need to get an understanding, get a conviction. You know what? This is why church is not just a, you know, a social gathering. Church isn't just, oh, you know what? We want to come and listen to what God's heart is from the Father. And it's come through the preaching of the Word of God that preachers begin to preach truth. And I'm telling you, we're in the business of raising up disciples. We're in the business of, of seeing the lost found. But I'm telling you, it should not stop here because here it is. The Bible says in our text, imitate me. For this reason, I've sent Timothy to you. He's my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Again, there's a, a reference of now brothers in Christ and sisters in Christ uh, that say, hey, this is my son in the faith. This is my son in the faith. And he's saying, listen, just as a spiritual father and a spiritual son, imitate me as I imitate Christ. But he's the example. And I'm telling you here this morning, listen, that's why your conduct, uh, that's why you're an extension of your, your father in heaven, your extension of your shepherd. Your extension of uh, uh, someone who preaches the gospel, a shepherd according to God's own heart. We need to keep continuing to preach the gospel, amen. That when people get saved, they turn to the real Father in heaven and they can come under authority of a spiritual father, amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed today. Just a simple message this morning because we want to honor, hallelujah, the heavenly father, our earthly fathers, and we want to honor our spiritual fathers today. Some of you text Pastor Dax, send him a text saying, happy Father's Day. I text my pastor this morning. <laughs> text him, say happy Father's Day. Because I know, I said, you know what, he's my father. He's my spiritual father. Don't be a lone ranger and be like, you know what? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a church. I don't have a, listen, come. I'm willing to be your spiritual father. I'm, I'm ready to lay down my life for you. Just as Christ laid his life for me, I'm, I'm willing to do the same. You're here this morning and you don't have a spiritual father. You're in the right place this morning. God has given us shepherds according to his own heart. I want to give an invitation. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not born again. You haven't been forgiven of your sins. You haven't accepted Christ into your life. In fact, you're living just like the prodigal son, away from God, living in sin. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. And so here's the question. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die today? God loves you, my brother, my sister. God loves you. He's extending His grace right now. His love towards you. You're not here. You're not saved. You're hustling right with God. Listen, this is why Jesus died on the cross, so that we could be forgiven, that you can be born again, accept Him in your heart, and you can be saved. If that's you, you're not saved. You haven't accepted Christ in your life. If that's you, raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. If I were to die, I'm, I'm not going to heaven. I'm going to hell. I want to go to heaven. If that's you, you want to go to heaven. 
You want to accept Jesus in your life, lift up your hand. It's a simple call of forgiveness. Are you forgiven? When you stand before God, are you forgiven? Not about coming to church. It's not about religion. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. You're here, you're not saved. Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've gone your own way. You've, um, you know what, forgotten about God. And you know what, listen, today's the day. Come back to Christ. Let Him forgive you. Come back to the Father. Let Him forgive you. If that's you, raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. If that's you, lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. Lift it up. Say, yes, that's me. Pastor, that's me. I'm not right with God. I know if I was to die today, I wouldn't make heaven my home. I'd go spend eternity in hell. Listen, God loves you. Lift it up. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm not asking you to join a club. I'm asking you, do you know the creator of heaven and earth? Do you know the Savior of your soul? Because he will say on that day, depart from me. I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. Jesus says, many will say, Lord, Lord. Many will say, did not we cast out demons in your name? Did we not heal the sick in your name? Jesus says, depart from me. I never knew you. The real question is, you know what? Do, you know, the real question is, do you know Jesus? The real question is, does he know you? What about you this morning? You're not saved. Christ would say those words. You know, man, I, I'd hear those words, depart from me. Or would you hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. Raise it, your hand with mine. Say, yes, that's me, pastor. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. Lift it up. No one looking around. Amen. Turning to the church. Church, the word of God has been spoken into our lives. Culture has eroded the character of godly fathers. We need more men to represent God and his character. We need to be, I'm talking to the men, we need to be men of valor, men of who would replicate God's character for every young girl that walks in this church. This church, you know what, I'm telling you, this world is in need of men who are unashamed to be godly. Amen. These altars are open. Why don't we come and find a place to pray today? You're here this morning. Come, come and have your seat and pray. Let's honor the Father in heaven this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you had a, a, a different perspective of the Heavenly Father because you thought He was like your earthly father. Come to the altar and say, God, I repent. You're not like my earthly father. Maybe you're here this morning and you know what? You didn't have a spiritual father, a pastor, a shepherd. Come to the altar and say, you know what? I'm ready to submit under godly leadership. I'm ready to come under a spiritual authority submit myself and honor those who lead spiritual fathers hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus let praises rise from the inside, yes, Lord, from the inside.